Welcome to the Dry Bones Ministries special podcast series on Divine Mercy. My name is Father Adam Potter and I'm excited because coming up very shortly will be the start of a beautiful devotion, a novena that will prepare us for this incredible feast of Divine Mercy. And as excited as I am to be able to invite all of you to join me in praying this uh, beautiful devotion, and especially the Divine Mercy to help prepare us, uh, I'm even more excited that I have help today. I have help. I'm, I'm gathered here with the Sisters of Merciful Jesus who are going to join me and all of us in fully entering into this incredible devotion. The greatest of gifts that our God has given us is His mercy, this ability to be reconciled with the Father through the Son and the Holy Spirit. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled to have each and every one of you. So um, for anyone who might not know who you are, love for you all just to introduce yourselves uh, and to say, um, yeah, and we start with your names and also where, where you're from, then you might have to give us your country. <laughs> <laughs> Sister Rose, do you want to start? Sure. Yeah, I'm Sister Rose and I'm, I'm from Alaska, USA. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I'm Sister Emily. I'm French-Canadian from Alberta, Canada, of course. Uh, I am Sister Pava Vitova and I am from Poland, which is the most beautiful country <laughs> in the world. <laughs> Fighting words. No. Why is it the most Why? beautiful? Yeah, good question, Father. Thank you for this question. <laughs> because the Divine Mercy devotion started exactly in Poland, in the city of Płock, which is like very close to my village. And this is one more... Um, News, I am from exactly the same parish that Sister Faustina was from, Świnice so I am really blessed in my life to have such an intercessor. Mm -hmm. So, so God will demand more from Sister Faustina. So. <laughs> to whom much is given, much exactly. will be Tell us about your uh, community, the Sisters of, of Merciful Jesus, and... Um, how, how long that you've been a part of this community? <laughs> Who would like to go? <laughs> Sister Rose, tell us about it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, our community, um, I read about our community in the Diary of St. Faustina. Um, and uh, I was drawn to that community. And uh, it took five years, but eventually I, I went and visited that community in Poland. Um, it was started... Um, shortly after St. Faustina died, it was started by her confessor and spiritual director at Jesus' request. He wanted that community, this congregation of merciful Jesus, um, to share his mercy with the world. So um, I was blessed uh, to be accepted into that community in 1997. So that's when I entered. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> 24 years. Hmm. Yeah, so um, yeah, from Canada all the way to Poland. Uh, yeah, I entered 25 years ago, so I'm a little bit older than Sister Rose in the congregation. And um, I didn't know much about the Divine Mercy devotion, actually. I didn't know nothing about it. And But Jesus knew exactly where to send me and how to do it. And this congregation has been just growing and growing and growing every day in my heart. And the charism as well is just amazing and this year for some reason there's something very special about it um, that God is providing and 
the moment we just abandon ourselves, he just makes everything possible, um, especially like this podcast and for the Feast of Divine Mercy. <laughs> he prepared something amazing for the feast. Um, so our congregation was founded by um, Father Michael Sopochko, like she said, um, the confessor and spiritual director of St. Faustina in Akubaska. And in 41, right? 47? 41. 41. Uh, in, it started in Vilnius, <coughs> which at that time was Poland, if I remember properly. And then after the war, then it became Vilnius. But then our sisters moved to Poland to continue the, the life of the community. And Father Sopochko was always visiting and writing letters to our sisters. Um, and then that's how it came about. And about three years ago, 2018, we arrived here in the United States. So, yeah. Which has been an incredible gift to have, to have <laughs> these sisters here. And I know you've um, had the, the gift of being able to move around to a number of different places around the... It's been a lot uh, of challenges already. <laughs> the, the Lord is good, huh? Allowing yes. us to, yes, to be challenged, receive these obstacles and purifications. Um, so, and that you all maintain your joy. Uh, but it all is a great gift. But... Yeah, that we have you here to help promote this Divine Mercy um, devotion is such a gift. So we're blessed in Pittsburgh, and I just am still sad whenever I meet people in Pittsburgh who don't know that we have you all here. So hopefully this can be even a, an introduction to from them to you. So, and Sister Baba, how, how long have you been a part um, of the... I have been the congregation for 15 years, and here in Pittsburgh is for my anniversary actually today because two years ago... Uh, I uh, arrived to Pittsburgh, so yes, exactly two years ago. So you're two year Pittsburgh today, anniversary. Yeah, and today you are moving actually wow. to another house, so something new starts for us. <laughs> <laughs> for like anniversaries. Yeah, and our congregation, uh, I would like to also mention that Sister Faustina, um, she died one year before Second World War, so our congregation started to form during the Second World War, so it was really mm -hmm. hard time, and the Divine Mercy devotion was given uh, through St. Faustina uh, to people for this hard time. So this this was actually beautiful that so many people from the beginning started like looking for hope in the Divine Mercy. And even the soldiers, they were, the wives of soldiers were sewing the pictures, and the Jesus images of Merciful Jesus to the garments of of her husband who who went and fight and who sometimes in miracle ways survived because of entrusting their lives to merciful Jesus. Yeah. That's why also our congregation, it was very hard to live as a congregation for the few years, just two years after Second World War, the sisters could start live as a community, religious community in Poland when the, it was still communism in Poland, but they were able to start the religious life. And there was still the band as well for the Divine Mercy Devotion. Yeah, the band were... started later. Yeah, but he made it also yes, the most yes, more, more yeah, difficult for the many years. The congregation had mercy. really difficulties to have even the vocations mm -hmm. because of the. Mm -hmm. um, that would make it difficult mercy. if there was a ban mm -hmm. on the on the devotion. But Saint, uh, Saint Faustina said that this congregation will be small. She she said that the congregation will be very small, and. This congregation will be for the last times. Mm. So. It's amazing. I appreciate you saying that because there does seem to be something about <clears throat> divine mercy that's so 
necessary or could we say timely in mm-hmm. in that in, in its original context but then even now which i think is what has really brought us the, like the four of us among other things together to be able to appreciate like we need divine mercy um right now and so um maybe i don't know if it's jumping the gun but could, could we just add like maybe we need to take a step back can we talk <laughs> about what is divine mercy what because I will, I'll, I'll tell you a story. I remember running into this, um, this woman, not Catholic, Protestant, and kind of looking at a lot of different things. And I, I think she came to me with an image of merciful Jesus. And she's like, Father, I've got a lot of questions for you, right? And, and she's like, what is this? And what are these revelations of Jesus? And who is this Saint Faustina? And I'm like, all right, well, we're still trying to talk about like the church, you know, between it. So anyway, it can be a lot for people maybe, but um, I don't know if, if one of you feel inspired to be able to just talk about a little bit about what is divine mercy. It's something that I think a lot of us, oh, no, I know, I know mercy, I know what mercy is. It's all throughout the scriptures, Jesus, and yet what's new about this, which Jesus revealed to uh, St. Faustina and why is you know, really pressing her and all of you um, to make sure that this devotion is is known. Well, he asked um, for new new um, ways of of devotion. He asked Sister Faustina to start these to to um, share these with the world, like the Chaplet of Divine Mercy that he taught her. Um, the Hour of Mercy at three o'clock. That um, when he died, he wants to give special graces. The Feast of Divine Mercy on the first Sunday after Easter. He wants to pour out his mercy in a special way, and he gives these as instruments the image of Divine Mercy, um, the novena before the Feast of Divine Mercy. That can be prayed anytime, actually, and it's very powerful. So these, um, the congregation, that's another thing Jesus specifically asked for during these times to uh, have people getting access to the Divine Mercy. I mentioned this But like, how it starts though for the first time jesus came to faustina when she was in her cell he appeared to her like we see him on the image of mercy from jesus in the white robe with the rays coming out from the heart and in the gesture of blessing Um, and he said to sister faustina please paint the image according to the picture you see so sister faustina didn't know uh, how to paint and Jesus was appearing to St. Faustina very often and he asked her for all these um, devotions um, and Sister Faustina found the help in her confessor and spiritual director, uh, Blessed Michael, Father Sopochko. Uh, but also Jesus constantly was telling to St. Faustina, tell people about my mercy. Tell them that, that before I will come as judge, I will. I am coming as merciful savior. I am giving to the mankind the last <coughs> hope of salvation. Now, tell them that they supposed to. They should come to my merciful heart with trust. That's why also this image is as that the image of merciful Jesus uh, will be with this. Um, description Jesus I trust in you yeah so Jesus his big desire is that everyone will 
trust God who is a judge, just judge, but he is also our merciful Father who wants to pour out on us his mercy, his love. He wants to grant us his forgiveness because we are all sinners. So Sister Papa, do you think is is the problem is the problem that we don't know about Jesus's mercy or that we don't or that maybe we know about it but we don't trust in it. And it doesn't have to be an either or but but it's kind of interesting the way you described it that he's revealing his mercy but he's also calling us to really to trust in it too that that's an essential yes, part. Because I think for us, for people who are very weak and we know our weakness and sins, sometimes we can be afraid. Uh, we can know about God's mercy, but as a human being, we can be still afraid uh, to go and to confess what we have done wrong. So Jesus uh, encourages us to have attitude of trust that this is very important with that i think the trust goes together with divine mercy we we have to trust to to open our hearts to to be a, able to receive god's mercy mm. yeah yeah i'd like to share something about the about the image jesus said um that through this image i will be granting many graces to souls so that every soul have access to it and I think even that grace of trust might come through that image. Uh, I, I saw that myself. Like in, in 2000, I was working in a hospice. And in this hospice, we always would approach the, the new patients and find out where they were sacramentally. Usually this was in Poland. So usually they were, they were Catholics. Um, back then it was like 95% or maybe even more. Mm. And this one man, he's like, no, I haven't been to church in 40 years, you know, and he was like, no, no, when I, I mentioned maybe confession or whatever. And <clears throat> so a couple days later, because he was very sick, and I went in there and I'm like, well, you know, uh, how are you feeling today? He's like, terrible. I said, well, you may die soon. I said, are you ready to meet your maker? I don't know why I got the courage to say that, but he's like, well, you know, I don't know, but whatever. You know, I, I'm not, you know, I don't, I, that church stuff isn't for me. So I gave him a little prayer card, you know, Jesus, I trust in you, a little one. And With the image on it. Yeah, and I said to him, I said, you know, well, you're going to be meeting him. And I said, well, when you do, just say, Jesus, have mercy on me, because he's very, very merciful. Okay, just remember that. So anyway, the next day, because the priest would come daily, and he would go visit the patients, and then he'd have mass, and he'd bring out Holy Communion around to the, all, the, all the rooms. So the priest is like, wow. Every single patient received Holy Communion today. I'm like, what? And so I went down to his room. I'm like, did you go to confession? And he just smiled, this big smile, and he pointed to the little image. Wow. It was amazing. I couldn't believe it. So um, he passed away maybe a week or so later, but in a different room. And it, that little image was hanging right next to his head on the wall. That's oh, amazing. It's really beautiful. Mm. So that image is powerful. And yes, yeah. yes. It, it, it gives graces. It, it, I think it gives a grace of trust. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, I would like to uh, maybe explain a little bit more the word mercy. Yeah. Um, I believe it's in Latin misericordia, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> just uh -huh. to make sure that I don't have, <laughs> I'm not saying something different. Because uh, I was in many countries, so uh, we had to, I had to learn so many different languages. So bear with me here. Um, but misericordia means misery in the heart. So God is taking our misery inside of his heart and transforming that and i think the most beautiful image of 
this whole divine mercy, of course, is this image that Sister Power was showing, but also in a special way, the prodigal son. Yeah, talk to us about that. Uh, there's so much into the story of the prodigal son, and I love to call the father not so much merciful father, but the prodigal father, because he is prodigal in giving, just lavishing himself completely to his son. He just wants to give, give, give. And that's what's happening in this image. He, he's just pouring and pouring and just wants to pour so much grace. And he's just waiting for us to be like, like that child in the story of the prodigal um, son, that he just abandons himself completely, just let it go, just fall on the floor and just realizing our misery and just giving it to him. And what does he do? He's not going to condemn us. He's not going to fight. He's not going to hit us. He's not going to swear at us or anything. He just embraces and gives us back all of the dignity that we deserve, that we have. And it's just so precious. It's just this moment that we need. And confession does all of that. This image does all of that. It gives us back this our dignity as a human mm -hmm. being, as someone that belongs to God, as a child of God. And that's the whole core of the divine mercy devotion it's just so beautiful oh my god <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much oh my gosh your joy um all you sisters is uh just so tangible so thanks for sharing that i was thinking it's hard like i think for all of us to really approach god's mercy and even as many times as we've been to confession there's still something about that and it's an intimacy and the vulnerability that's yeah, demanded just so like hard. it takes courage every single time even as a priest there's still like whatever that is that like lie in my heart that maybe something different will happen this time <laughs> it's like <laughs> of course it's a lie right from the evil one because mm -hmm. every time that i go just still to be able to have from the father's heart that lavishing mercy poured out um is uh is incredible and in that that any of us would would doubt it that has to grieve our our lord and just the sadness that that we would think that he would no. not, not forgive us and just welcome welcome our misery and i guess as you were talking too isn't that really at the heart of mercy it's this reminder from the father of of who we are and that our sins that our misery it doesn't define us but we're defined by by his love and his mercy um do any of you have any uh, maybe moments in your own life where you, you could say like even counter divine mercy or something that sticks with you to like yeah as as, as that transformative moment of being just lost in, in his heart or, or maybe even in your own struggles <laughs> um, giving yourself over to his mercy well I know for myself um, I don't think I have this mega moment of conversion or something like that but in the whole process of my religious life and until now i think every single time i go to confession um, i'm reminded of that and i can see how god is taking me back and i have this second chance or another chance to to be better to be myself to be what god really planned for me to be and um course there were moments in my life also that were very difficult and um, when you don't see very clear um, I was 13 years in Brazil and then when I was sent back to Canada for another three four years uh, it was not easy it took a lot of um, it was very very hard for me um, the tradition 
the people, because everything is so completely different. It's like night and day. So it's a lot of process. And But all of it, it doesn't matter how much I fall, how much I go down, how much difficulties. Um, when you just let it go and let God take over, um, is you grow so much from this. And that's the most beautiful part of it. It's not staying down there and just seeing there's no hope. But there's so much hope into it because it makes you grow and it makes you stronger, much stronger. So that's for me. Anyway. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, I can share my story a little bit. Uh, like I mentioned in the beginning, I am from the same uh, village uh, Sister Faustina was from. Uh, so we have this beautiful shrine of birth and baptism of St. Faustina in Świnice Warskie. Uh, Sister Faustina's family home, which is now a museum, uh, is about one mile from my uh, home. Uh, and when I was 21 years old, actually one day before, I had um, very... Um, the memory that I, I will... The, the, the event that whatever happened, I will remember to the, uh, to the end of my life. Uh, I was like um, a student in the college, I had boyfriend and I never was thinking about even becoming a religious sister. So I was planning that I will have beautiful family, children, good job, you know. Mm. <laughs> uh, but there was a moment in my life that I started to feel that something is wrong and something was wrong in my heart and I couldn't find any peace. And I was giving question, I think, to God, what is going on in in my life why why i don't feel anymore what i felt to my boyfriend and our relationship started to be different like i wasn't happy and i don't know how i found myself uh, in the front of the church i was walking it was evening and i entered the church maybe for two three minutes i don't remember exactly and then i was just sitting on the on the pew in the front of the church and there this nun from our um, Lady of Mercy appeared in the church, it was really almost dark, and she asked me if I would like to pray, and I just said, no, 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 I will not pray, I already prayed, thank you. And when I saw her for the for the first time, I was thinking, oh no, now she will start asking me questions, and I feel horrible, I don't want to meet anyone, no one to speak to anyone. But she was like three times, maybe you would like to pray, because I will close the church, and she repeated this three times, so... And I three times said, no, thank you, but I will be okay. Thank you, sister. And she closed the church and she left. And at this moment, I just, these thoughts came to me that she was so humble. She didn't want help me by herself. She was pointing to Jesus, God. That, and when she left, I just felt this God's love. Like I was like, for the first time, I really believed that God exists at he is love. I saw my life like in few seconds, like from the beginning, a lot of situation and in which I could go and sin even more. But God protects me that, for example, I break my leg or something different happened in my life. And I just understood and how God loves me, that he gave his life for me. And from, from this moment on like my life completely changed i knew it that there is no greater love than god's love and i just started again to be happy and i just started cry uh, for what i did wrong in my life and just regretting that i missed so missed 
so many opportunities to love, to, to spend my life on better things. But from this moment, I just started like, again, go back to, I was going to the church, but not regularly. But from now on, I was just every day um, attending Holy Mass, coming for adoration. Of course, I did my confession and it was just so beautiful. I, I, so, I wow. felt so happy. I never felt happier than on this day. <laughs> so. That's yeah. an incredible and, moment. Uh, yeah, and on this day, I also I knew that I want. It was like for me very clear. I won't give my life to God because there is no greater love. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks so much for for sharing. And I think, gosh, isn't that what we all long for? Just to just to encounter and just to know uh, the reality, not just that God exists, but the exists in a way that He wants to pour Himself out. In, mm -hmm. in our hearts to give us the freedom then then to respond so yeah that's so much at the heart of the that of his of this devotion of divine mercy and yeah so so thanks for that sister rosa wanted to give you a, a chance i don't know if, oh, well. <clears throat> maybe i feel i feel your, your yeah. <laughs> brain oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, in um, in 1989 i went to medjugorje like kind of as a tourist, you could say. Yeah. Um, but I was still longing for something, and the Lord took advantage of that um, longing in my heart. Um, I didn't know about the Divine Mercy yet uh, when, I, when I also had this experience of, of God flooding me with his, with his love and letting me understand how much he loves me. And, um, and it was a couple days later when I heard the chaplet for the first time. And I grabbed that devotion of, of the chaplet of Divine Mercy. And... Um, yeah, that, that, that moment, uh, I also remember exactly where I was, and um, <clears throat> it's, it, uh, yeah, it, it, I knew uh, also, I can say in that moment, I also remembered that I had been called to the religious life, because I knew when I left, um, when I left for college, I had chosen a Catholic university, I, I because of that, I knew then that I was called to the religious life, but there, there wasn't much option. There wasn't much, um, uh, much out there to, to be choosing from, and um, so I ended up um, having a long journey. Um, uh, it took a while, but I, at that moment I knew, and that was 1989, but nonetheless, it took me until 97 to enter, so, <laughs> but that's, that was my path and uh, my journey, so I'm, I'm thankful for it. Beautiful. Is it the Book of Lamentations that uh, talks about the Lord's mercies renewed every morning? And that we might have these like big moments in our lives and yet that every single morning his mercy is renewed and that we might have access to it continually mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. but maybe just to be able to to move into to talk about this devotion and really from from the Lord to Saint Faustina just his desire then that his mercy would be known and experienced by the whole world so but the um, read this and, and tell me tell me what this means what, which, uh, whoever feels inspired but this, this is um, as Jesus was revealing all these things to Saint Faustina give thanks that she wrote them down so uh, <laughs> here's Jesus to Saint Faustina my daughter tell the whole world about my inconceivable mercy I desire that the feast of mercy be a refuge and shelter for all souls and especially for poor sinners on that day, the very depths of my tender mercy are open. I pour out a whole ocean of graces upon 
those souls who approach the fount of my mercy, the soul that will go to confession and receive Holy Communion shall obtain complete forgiveness of sins and punishment. On that day, all the divine floodgates through which grace flow are opened. Let no soul fear to draw near to me, even though its sins be as scarlet. My mercy is so great that no mind, be it of man or of angel, will be able to fathom it throughout all eternity. Everything that exists has come forth from the very depths of my most tender mercy. Every soul in its relation to me will contemplate my love and mercy throughout eternity. The feast of mercy emerged from my very depths of tenderness. It is my desire that it be solemnly celebrated on the first Sunday after Easter. Mankind will not have peace until it turns to the fount of my mercy. Amen. Amen. The divine floodgates opened up. It's just like, oh my goodness. Um, yeah, help us to appreciate what, what this is and um, yeah, this feast and what like what is the, the invitation from from Jesus? I think oh um, one thing that's important also about this devotion is that when Jesus asked Saint Faustina um, and told her that he wanted her to spread this devotion to Divine Mercy and the feast also, um, she remembered that this devotion already exists and it's in the church already. Mm-hmm. And then he told she told Jesus, Well, why what is this if it's already there? He's and he said, Who knows about this? Nobody knows. So this is the time to to share about this and it's it's now, right? It's so important. Mm-hmm. Sister Papa looks like you have something <laughs> prepared over there. What, what are you thinking? Uh, yeah, like Sister Emily said, uh, this feast has its roots in the Easter celebration of the early church. And um, even St. Augustine, in his writings, uh, he said that um, he, he uh, compared the, the day of, of that day, the second uh, Sunday of Easter, uh, is great feast day in celebration of the merciful love of God, which he said was displayed in all the events of the Paschal mystery. And St. Augustine called the Sunday after Easter a day that is a compendium of all God's mercies. But yeah, like so many, I think even priests and people just forgot about this. That's, that's why uh, Jesus asked one more time St. Faustina, remind priests about this feast, I want this feast to be celebrated, to, to make this day very special because also the graces from this day are like, oh my goodness, our our founder, Blessed Michael Sopochko, compared this day to like the graces, like kind of second baptism, mm-hmm. because this is like, you can obtain complete forgiveness of sins and punishment. So this is really incredible and something. And a, I believe there's a part here. I don't know if it's this one. I didn't read it, but how the words of the priest that will be speaking um, has so much power on that day when he speaks about his mercy. 
it's just going to reach the heart of the hardest sinner. And it's, it's not, he just needs this moment, this day to, so the more priests will be able to speak during his homily on that day of divine mercy, of his mercy, the more people will be able to receive and be transformed and change their lives. And this happens, like this is, this is now this, come on. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> you want the whole world to know it and oh. to experience it and to, to change and to find this mercy finally. There's so much, it's so great. Oh. Yeah, it's a fresh start. It's like a new yeah. beginning, and you know, it's a, it's a transformation that that can can change us and fortify us for the for going out in the world that we're living in. It's just there's so much temptation out there, but when when we have that kind of fortification, we can face the world and we can we can make it without falling into mortal sin again. You know, but by by all the the graces that, that come with, and that's that's second baptism. You know, we're we just have um, sinners. I'm talking about all of us, but uh, especially people who have been away from the church and who just have that have that major conversion and fulfill the requirements that Jesus gave of going to confession and holy communion. That they can, yeah. they have then that transformation and the fortification to to go out and, and stay in a state of grace. You know, I believe. Beautiful. Um, I don't know if everybody like understand what does that mean to have this. It's not only plenary indulgences on that day, but it's much more than that. Yeah, why don't you explain to us? Because it, yeah, Jesus promises that it's not only the forgiveness of sins, yeah. but also the, the punishments too. So from from what I I understand, like correct me, Father, if I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, it's it's like like what she's explaining. It's a second baptism. So. What happens is all the sins from my past, it's like starting all over again. It's like, it's completely forgiven, but not only forgiven, it's forgotten. So even if I remember some things of my past, God doesn't remember these things. He does, he won't, he won't charge us. <laughs> he won't come back to it when we die and meet him face to face. He forgot it. It, it never existed. So that's, that's why that day is unbelievable it's greater than what we expect it to be it's just so great and that's it's a new beginning a new new everything and we have to take advantage of these graces yeah and so if you sorry if uh -huh. you, it's uh, it's like complete forgiveness of sin and punishment so if you for example at this day go to confession and receive holy communion and of course uh, we are encouraged also to do the acts of mercy mm -hmm. If you, for example, die after this, you go straight to heaven. How this is how how powerful it is. Mm -hmm. You don't have at all purgatory. <laughs> so. Straight to heaven. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Just straight, straight there. Who needs two hundred dollars? reference. Right up. Oh. Yeah. No. <laughs> You're a mysterious of purgatory. She's <laughs> oh. an an incredible. Yeah, I, I know there's what I think is a very endearing sentiment. A lot of people are, will say, I'm just hoping to get to purgatory. I'm just hoping to yeah. get to Right? And it's like, oh, there's I, much more than that. There's, there's much more than that, that, right? Oh, if we could just, yeah, really know the, the plans that God has for us and to give ourselves over to it, to realize He doesn't intend for us to go to purgatory, yeah. um, but to be able to be so given over to Him in His mercy that 
uh, he sees us only made brand new by his most precious blood. Mm -hmm. um, great. So the feast of the feast of mercy on the second Sunday of Easter is what then we're anticipating and getting ready for. And I like to think about our words have meaning, our words have power that whenever, whenever we say, Jesus, I trust in you. Whenever we say, Jesus, I give myself over to you, he hears those words and accepts them. One of the things, though, is that on our part, that we might be truly prepared and ready to say those words, whether it's words of consecration, words of surrender, trust, love. And so that's why I love that from the heart of our God, he gave us this novena. So maybe we can um, talk about this. Um, here's from St. Faustina's diary. And then if you want to talk to us about the, the sexual um, novena. The novena to the divine mercy, which Jesus instructed me to write down and make before the feast of mercy, begins on Good Friday. I desire that during these nine days, you bring souls to the fountain of my mercy, that they may draw therefrom strength and refreshment and whatever grace they need in the hardships of life, and especially at the hour of death. On each day you will bring to my heart a different group of souls, and you will immerse them in this ocean of my mercy, and I will bring all these souls into the house of my Father. You will do this in this life and in the next. I will deny nothing to any soul whom you will bring to the fount of my mercy. On each day you will beg my Father, on the strength of my bitter passion for graces for these souls." End quote. Do you want to read this one too? Sure. So, St. Faustine also says that the Lord told me to say this chaplet for nine days before the Feast of Mercy. It's to begin on Good Friday, and by this novena I will grant every possible grace to souls. Mm -hmm. So sisters, talk to us about, um, about this novena that starts on, on Good Friday and goes all the way leading up to, well, then Saturday, right? So that we can be prepared then for the, the feast on the second Sunday of, of Easter. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, what's, what's the idea here? What's Jesus saying? And um, Yeah, oh. so novena is basically like, your father said, it's the day, nine days of prayer before some kind of feast usually, and Jesus asked to start this novena on Good Friday, which is like also, I think, the center of divine mercy, because on this day, Jesus died on the cross, so his mercy was, like, his heart was open, and he, this was the act of salvation and redemption of people, so the mercy just was flowing out on this day, but on this day, and, but the feast is like, um, one week later after um, Easter on Divine Mercy Sunday uh, and Jesus wants us to bring every day different kind different group of people that we will immerse them in the in God's mercy like for on the first day we'll bring whole mankind second day the priests and religious and then the, the souls of children so there is uh, those who don't believe in God so through all these nine days, we will immerse everyone in God's mercy, asking for, 
for his love and mercy upon us and the whole world. Uh, I think I think this novena is one of the hardest novena. Hmm. Why is that? Because the second day is almost very impossible to pray it. <laughs> it's being it's on been, Good Saturday. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's very a challenging novena to pray, and at the same time, it's a beautiful novena, and it has it's completely different for me than many than every novena. Usually, novenas are all always the same prayer every day, but this one is completely different every day, and it has something so specific, so deep. And it's so hard to pray because Good Friday, Holy Saturday, Easter Sunday, who remembers about that? <laughs> True, <laughs> yes. And, uh, but it's so deep and there's something so great into these days. Mm. And Jesus, there's a reason for it. There's a plan for that, right? Maybe we don't know. I don't know everything behind it, but I know that it's it's been such a challenge for us as religious and to be able to make that moment special for that and but when you do when you really understand and go into the depths of it it's just it's unbelievable and there's something so great into bringing up each day during this easter um how do you call it it's eight day octave octave every day during this octave these special these most important days of the year um these Every day, some this special group, this different group, that is, I think that there's so much power into it, and that's why these are the group that he wants for those days. Yeah, that's what's so precious that that he has designated himself who he wants us to pray for on mm -hmm. those days. It's uh, uh, it's his special pick, you know. It's his, it's close to his heart. And we're the second. Which is either really good or uh, <laughs> troubling that we, <laughs> we need it the most. <laughs> yeah. Um well I appreciate you saying that it's it is so difficult because uh I can definitely relate to that and it's difficulty okay. and I think that's really in a lot of ways behind our intention. And we want to allow an aid to be able to help um people to yeah, have exactly. a, a resource to be able to, to to pray along with us so that we can fully embrace this incredible feast. So um, maybe then I'd love to just ask, what what's your advice to people in praying the the chaplet that are these, these simple prayers that are prayed on the same beads of a rosary? Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's not the rosary in um, not just in, in length, some it's shorter, <laughs> it is, it's shorter than the, than the it's rosary. Um, <laughs> these um, these prayers. So it's there are five five decades, and I guess I've, I've just encountered a lot of people who will admit I don't really know what I'm praying or meditating on. And mm -hmm. so yeah, what what advice do you do you have in terms of how to pray the the chaplet and to enter into these prayers, the mysteries, and ultimately is mercy. I think the expert of the chaplet is Sister Rose. Yeah, the the beautiful thing about the chaplet is it's it's like mass. You know, you're offering the Eternal Father. You're offering Jesus, the Body, Blood, Soul, and Divinity of Jesus, mm. and uh, and you're offering it in atonement. For our sins and those old world, so that even there's an intention with 
with, with the chaplet that you repeat many times. But um, when we say, we're talking to the Eternal Father when we say, for the sake of the sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. So uh, why would we say that to the Eternal Father? Because we want to remind him, look what Jesus went through for us. Don't let it be in vain. Let, please have mercy that, that that mercy would be used. That, that we would benefit from that mercy and that it wouldn't just be spilled out for nothing, you know. And uh, so usually, um, well, I, I recommend the, the five sorrowful mysteries during the five decades or also the five wounds of Jesus. Or you can meditate on some five stations of the cross during the, that chaplet. But you should always be putting that passion in your mind's eye for the Heavenly Father to see and that he can he can see that I'm remembering what Jesus went through for me and I'm reminding you what Jesus went through for, for me and for us and I'm just begging for mercy. And I think that's what a father can't say no to. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's his soft spot. You know, Jesus' passion is like, oh. So, yeah. I think it's an amazing image because the chaplet is a dialogue between us and God the Father. Um, and there's this nine nine minutes of dialogue, uh, and it's not with anyone else, but with between you and God and Father, and the Eternal Father. And um, I think it's so beautiful. Like I'm just complimenting her, her what she said. Um, it's just because it's such a powerful image that you're in the presence of God the Father and bringing his son in between us, the the earth, reminding God of the death of Jesus, of his blood being poured upon for us. He died for us, and we're just having him in the middle. You know, sure. This, this um, intercession and this um, union that we can have at this moment is just so powerful, so beautiful, and it just brings us so much more grace, so much healing and he doesn't refuse. There's so much promises about this chaplet. I don't know where I have that, but I know there's a lot of promises for whoever prays a chaplet. I think even if you pray it once for a sinful soul, they receive the grace. Yeah. Yeah, and then of course the thing about praying it by the bedside of a dying person. Yes. That Jesus promises to, to come and be the merciful Savior, not the just judge that dying person whether that person believes in him or not yeah that's that's a beautiful thing he's looking again at our faith not at the faith of the person that we're praying for exactly spoiling us yeah truly with, with his grace um but it's that's amazing do you have anything no, I, can about share, that? I, I can share <laughs> the yeah the quotes um when this chocolate is said by the bedside of a dying person mm. unfathomable mercy envelops the souls and the very depths of my tender mercy are moved for the sake of the sorrowful passion of my son. Say unceasingly the chapter that I have taught you, whoever will recite it will receive great mercy at the hour of death, even if there were a sinner most hardened. If he were to recite this chaplet only once, he would receive grace from my infinite mercy. And I can also uh, share... Um, a little bit uh, about two, two years ago, this coming Friday was two years when my dad passed away. And on the day when he passed, um, I prayed three chaplets to Divine Mercy. I am not very ready, the last of the, some, some of sisters prayed 
five or sometimes ten chaplets a day <laughs> i usually pray two chaplets but on this day i prayed for him one chaplet at home then usually i go for 3 p.m to the church because the sisters our lady of mercy they lead the chaplet together with the people come for the devotion so usually i was staying there but on this day i knew it that i have to go earlier home so i was at the church at 2 p.m and i prayed my rosary and the chaplet to divine mercy again for my father and I didn't stay for 3 p.m. at the church and I came back home and then I, I went to my father who was already like it was his last week and I, I measured his temperature that and I noticed that his temperature is like 36 maybe so I noticed that he is becoming a little bit cooler mm. so I had this feeling that this is the day that he will go to a merciful father so together with my mom it was still the hour of mercy it was beautiful we prayed third chaplet just on the bedside of his bed and we were handing, holding his hands and a few minutes before he passed away he was like still like embracing my finger like giving me some sign but his eyes were closed but it was so strong I, I didn't know what was <laughs> happening between him and God and then very peacefully he just passed I, I never been before with someone who was dying but he was so peaceful wow. and his face was like when I saw his last breath, his body was like shake, and you could see that the moment that the souls was divided from the body, I, I, I just saw this moment. I didn't see his soul, of course, but <laughs> and I see just this, this face smiling. So I, I have, my, my father wasn't like very devout Catholic for many years. He was police officer, so he even didn't attend church for many years. He went just for, solemnities or like baptism of the children then a few years ago he he came back to the church and he was practicing and he was having his confession and i was bringing him holy communion before he died and the image of mercy from jesus was with him when he was dying and i know that it was god's mercy and really this was it was very peaceful death so it's an incredible moment. Yeah, things. Oh gosh. I was so afraid of this moment because I never been before yeah. when someone was dying. Sure. And the same the first time it was my father with whom I was, um, but God really was with us. And... Truly, yeah. Even the most hardened of sinners or the most wayward of souls, wherever we are, yes. that yes. that Jesus desires us and gives His grace in abundance through this devotion. Um, yeah. I appreciate you talking about before um, turning on the cameras and recording that we could talk about this for a long time, right? <laughs> um, so, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if you have maybe a, a, a last thought, something on, on your heart. Um, I'd love to be able to, to make a final invitation and give the, the invitation for the actual Hour of Mercy on, on Divine Mercy oh. Sunday. So I don't know if you want to do that or there's something else on your heart that you feel like um, is there any, yeah, any last thing that, that you would really want people to know about this, this devotion um, uh, and starting this novena on, on Good Friday? Well, there, there would be so much to say, <laughs> but um, just take advantage of every single moment of that grace of that day. Don't let it go. There's so much. It's going to be so beautiful. 
And it's even going to be more beautiful if you come. On <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, on the day of the Feast of Divine Mercy, we will have the Hour of Mercy um, with Father Adam at St. Mary of Mercy, downtown Pittsburgh, um, Divine Mercy Parish. So everyone is welcome to come to participate. I believe it's going to be, um, we'll be able to stream it as well. Whoever's scared of crowds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's... Um, <laughs> This is it then. So the so the invitation is to to join us every single day praying the novena prayers and then also the the chapel in the beautiful way that you described, really pleading um, before the Father on behalf of of the Son and the Holy Spirit, just remembering His passion, His uh, passionate love, sacrifice for the souls <laughs> of the whole world. Um, this couldn't be more needed right now in a way that. It is the Mass. It is the mystery of our redemption. It's at the very core of remembering eternity and God's desire to be with us. So um, that you would join us starting Good Friday, every single day leading up to Divine Mercy Sunday, where we hope to um, open up the doors of St. Mary of Mercy at 3 o'clock. We'll have a holy hour. We'll be able to adore the Lord, and we'll be able to pray that it um, Divine Mercy Chaplet. Uh, we'll sing it too. We'll be able to, to sing it in just the, the glorious way of being able to give praise to our God and begging His mercy upon the whole world in a way that is so needed right now. His mercy is so needed in so many people who are far from God, but even worse, right? Just uh, caught in the, the darkness of, of despair that it's they're too far gone or um, that nothing can break through. So Join us, please, please join us uh, every single day and then especially at that Divine Mercy hour to uh, receive Holy Communion on that day, to also go to confession. You can go to confession either a week before leading up to it or a week after and praying for the intentions of the Holy Father are what cooperates with these promises that Jesus wants to open the floodgates of his mercy to our hearts in the hearts of all that we love. So, sisters, thank you so much. Thanks for your vocation. Thanks for your thank you love so for much. the Lord. You're responding to Jesus' invitation to promote divine mercy. And I can't wait to, uh, to dive in to this novena and to celebrate with uh, hopefully many people on Divine Mercy Sunday. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you so much. Welcome. God bless you all. Look forward to praying with you.